Check one, two. Go! Curious about real estate? Yes! Then you've come to the right place. Get the knowledge you need. Get over the fear and get started. This is the Michael Quarles Real Estate Show with your host, Michael Quarles. Hello, everybody. Michael Quarles with the Michael Quarles Real Estate Show. Today, I have with me Joe Fairless. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about multifamily. Oh my goodness, is everybody in multifamily but me? It just seems crazy lately. But I'm enjoying listening and, and, and how these guys are putting these deals together. Joe's going to talk about a deal he did where he had, he bought his first multifamily was 168 units. That's a big first multifamily. So here we go. Joe, tell us about yourself. So I moved from New York City, or actually moved from Texas to New York City. Uh, was a advertising major in college and got my first job in advertising as a junior project manager, uh, working on Madison Avenue. Um, and I went from that to uh, ended up being the youngest vice president of a New York City advertising agency. Along the way, I started investing. And um, in 2009, I bought my first house, a, a single family home in Duncanville, Texas, which is about 15 minutes south of Dallas. And then uh, fast forward to today, I focus on buying apartment communities with investors, sharing in the profits. And I have a 168 unit, a 250 unit, and I'm closing on 155 unit in a couple weeks. Well, you went from single families to uh, big time apartments. How are you finding these the units? A couple different ways. Primarily uh, through the relationships that we have with brokers. I'd say that you know, the, so specifically the first deal uh, we found uh, through uh, a broker relationship, but uh, we approached it differently in a way that nobody had approached it before. We actually did a master lease with an option to purchase. Um, and that allowed us to, that allowed me to get in on my first large deal after buying single family homes and go from four single family homes to 168 unit. And then, uh, the 250 unit we closed on last August, that was again, a broker deal that we, a broker that we know. Um, and then same with this 155 unit that we're closing on in a couple weeks. Tell me about the master lease concept. So the reason from a high level, what it's basically a lease option. Uh, you know, for everybody who's familiar with single family homes where you uh, lease it and then um, in our case, we take control of all the income. Uh, so we receive the income. We also have to pay all the expenses. So management fees, um, you know, electric, water, all that good stuff. Uh, plus, we have to pay the mortgage, and uh, we get as a result of paying the mortgage, we also get the principal, the principal, um, the equity that was built up as a result of paying down the principal. Okay. So, uh, we the reason we did the master lease, and it's all, and it depends on where where you're at in the country. It could be a master lease. It could be called a master lease. It could be called an installment sale. Um, also depends on how you're classifying it for tax purposes could be called a land contract. But the reason we did this is because there was a large prepayment penalty on the property when we were looking at it. And uh, it was about a million bucks. So it was cost prohibitive to um, actually 
you know, put new financing on it or even assume the loan because the loan was 6.19% interest rate. They got it uh, right in the middle of all the, the bad stuff that was happening during the, the crash. Right. So we decided that the best approach uh, would be to put, do, put it under our control, then turn the property around from a management standpoint while receiving the equity that's being built up both from our work from on the ground management right. as well as the principal pay down on the mortgage. So, you know, getting into some of the numbers, uh, you know, with the with the mortgage payment, uh, we get about fifteen thousand dollars worth of equity every single month as a result of paying the mortgage. And so you know, I I acquired this in July of two thousand thirteen and we've had it since then. So we we've we what is that fifteen thousand times ten to hundred and what is that hundred and fifty thousand? Yeah, over a hundred yeah, over a hundred and fifty thousand a year that that we're we're getting. So we've had what, over three hundred thousand dollars uh worth of equity that we've built up just as a result of paying down the mortgage. And so the goal or the the business plan for this is to after when when it's when it's time to sell, which which by the way we're we should be getting an offer sometime this week for someone to buy it, will uh, simply step aside and then the new buyer will come in and you know acquire the property and then we'll we'll make our profit based on the equity that we've generated plus the difference between the uh, the option price that we have it at, which is six point three five million. And the price that they are buying it from us um, at, which is a little over seven million. Right, and then plus the the three hundred thousand pay down. Yeah. So you're looking at possibly a million dollar day. Yep. Yeah. My, well, myself and my investors. Just to be clear, it's not it's not all all me. So with this deal, I you raised I raised over a million bucks. Gotcha. Okay. And I, I have 12.98% ownership for anyone who's interested in syndication stuff and getting into the specifics. So in the ownership, I, I have about 13% ownership in it. Still not a bad day because 13 times a million is 130,000. So that's not a bad day at all. Yeah. Not a bad day. And how hard are you finding the syndications to put together? Is that a, how, how hard? How difficult to find the folks with the money? Oh, uh, I'd say every deal it gets easier because there's more of a track record that's established. Plus, I didn't mention when during my intro that yeah I'm the host of a a daily real estate podcast and I've been doing it daily for longer than anybody in the world has been doing a real estate podcast daily. So uh, as a result of the podcast, my friendship network has definitely grown. People reach out to me who are interested in what I'm talking about and then I develop a relationship with them. And then when there's a deal, we, we talk about that, assuming that they qualify. Right. So I I'd say that, you know, for the first deal where I raised a little over a million, it was just people who had known me through the course of my life from my college roommates to someone who knew me just from my flag football team to, um, people who knew me from my advertising days as an advertising executive in New York City. Uh, to I'm on the alumni advisory board at Texas Tech University. So a couple people on the board. And then my second deal, the 250 unit, it started, started to expand both uh, from referrals from the existing group, plus 
people who got to know me through other ways, and one of them being my podcast. Right. Podcasting's fun, isn't it? Podcasting's a lot of fun, and the the thing I I like about it is it generates tangible business results for me, and it does that in a lot of ways. Primarily, what I just mentioned, where you know, I, I am able to develop relationships with people while I'm I'm personally sleeping, but they might be listening to me on a recorded you know podcast somewhere else in the world, and that's a beautiful thing. The, the, the second thing is that uh, I've monetized it with um, sponsors as well. So you know, I, I bring in sponsors. It costs me about 3000 bucks a month to produce the podcast because at this point, I've got team members who do all the different areas of my podcast except for actually interviewing the guest. So uh, I've automated it. No, I, I've I've created a system. It's not quite automated, but I've created a system where other team members are doing those tasks. Uh, and so all I need to do is bring in more than three thousand bucks a month, uh, not including my time. And then there will be, you know, there'll be a profit there. So it's while it's not a big money maker, if I break even or even lose money a little bit, the insight that I personally gain plus the relationships I, I establish from hosting the podcast and, and interviewing the guests like yourself who talk about their experiences, uh, that in and of itself is, is invaluable. It, I, yeah, I enjoy them and I don't look at myself. I don't look at them as making money directly. However, I think sometimes we just have to pay it forward. So it's a great, great tool for that. Podcasting is fun. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Are you running out of leads? It's time you tried Yellow Letters at yellowletters.com. Get motivated seller leads through yellow letters, postcards, zip letters, typed professional letters, greeting cards, door hangers, and business cards. Yellow Letters is a full-service marketing company created with your success in mind. Get the personal attention you need to get your direct mail campaign started and get in touch at yellowletters.com. And we are back in three, three, two, two, one. Do you have any children married? What? Yeah. Tell me about your personal life. What do you enjoy doing? No kiddos. Not married. Got a girlfriend, lover, and I knew I was going to marry her the first month after we met. Uh, we'll be engaged soon. And what I like to do for fun? Well, uh, I'm really involved with Texas Tech University. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm on the alumni advisory board there. So I love going back there and, and mentoring college students and helping them get to get some skills and hone some skills. I taught a class at Texas Tech University last fall, uh, on entrepreneurship, um, and client management. Uh, so I, re- I really, really enjoy that. Uh, the podcast is also something I do for fun. I, I enjoy meeting other uh, investors around the United States, primarily. There's some around the world that I've interviewed, but primarily United States, learning from them, getting their best advice ever. Um, and then yeah, I'm also working on a book that's coming out that I'm really excited about. And that is a lot of fun for me. And it is the best real estate investing advice ever book. So, you know, working on my first book has been a lot of fun. So from a different standpoint, that's completely not professional standpoint. I'm in the month, in this month, uh, my goal is to run 100 miles. 
Uh, it's the middle of the month when we're recording this right now, and I have run 50, actually 49 point something. So I'm on pace to do that. Uh, and what I'm going to start doing is 30-day challenges uh, or month-long challenges, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun too. So you intentionally ran or are or, or running for 100 miles? Uh, yeah, in total for the month. That's like three and a third miles a day, just in case you weren't sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very sure, yeah, because I've got a spreadsheet that tracks that puppy. And you're doing this because you want to get become in shape, or you're looking to do a, a marathon, a triathlon, or just a challenge of yourself to do it? I'm doing it because I want to just get better in shape. I have been working with a personal trainer for oh a year and a half now, working out Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, pumping that iron, but I noticed that I was getting stronger, but I wasn't doing enough cardio, and I wanted to nip that in the bud immediately um, before I let it slip away. So I've been running and um, will continue to run. Fun stuff. I just can't imagine running 100 miles, although I do have friends that they'll run a 100-mile race on a single event, and I think they're crazy, but they also go on a bike ride that's 400 miles, (laughs) and that's crazy too. But um, there are some of you guys that are just an absolutely different breed of person. Yeah, that yeah, that 400 miler just is beyond my imagination. I couldn't I couldn't imagine doing. I can't imagine doing that. The the joke I think amongst their friends because they always ask their friends if we want to go on like a, a hike with them, <laughs> and the answer has to be no because their their idea of hiking is drive the vehicle as far as you can drive it, and then the rest of the weekend walk as far as you can walk and <laughs> yeah and, and, they, and they don't have any five-star hotels along the way so i'm thinking though it's not for me what is next for you in the real estate investment business where do you see yourself going continuing to buy apartment communities with investors and sharing in the profits we made an offer on a 300 plus property in the dallas fort worth area and that looks promising. Um, that would be our largest to date. And I anticipate us acquiring uh, four total in 2016. Well, right now we're on pace for that. So uh, I think just continue to do that. And then simultaneously continuing with the daily uh, real estate investing podcast uh, while growing that audience and finalizing the book that that's coming out. Cool. I know my first book was the, it drove me crazy. I wanted to pull all my hair out. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't have hair, so I didn't have anything to pull out. But now the first one was the hardest. The second two were easier. And then when I got through the second or the third one, I should say, then I wanted to go back and rewrite the first one. Ah, uh, yeah. And yeah. I, I because, can understand that. Because you learn, you know, so much as you're writing them and then you learn the little tricks on how to write books. Mm -hmm. And, um, thank goodness there are people down out there that can transcribe. (laughs) What, what would you like to share with the audience? What would you like them to know about you? How can you help them if you do that kind of thing in their real estate investment career? Well, help me understand who is your, your typical audience member and then I'll better know how I can help. I'm thinking only because I'm a fix, not a fix and flipper, but I'm a wholesaler, so I flip properties, yep. although I do have some passive income. 
I, I don't like passive income from a on-purpose perspective. But most of the guys and gals are new real estate investors who um, either want to wholesale or hotel a property mm-hmm. at, at a single family rate. Well, I'm sure a few of them would love to get into the, the arena of multifamily. So that's who's listening. So I'd say two things. One is more broad, and then the second is going to be more narrow. For listeners who, if you are wholesaling or wholetailing uh, or fixing and flipping, then you need private money or you need a buyer's list. And what I what I recommend is doing the following. Create a, a spreadsheet with within the spreadsheet put the person's uh put a column for name, put a column for low end, high end of investment range, uh put a column for how you know them. And then the goal is as you're starting out is to have conversations with the most influential people within each of those networks. So for example, my first deal, I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I brought on investors who knew me through my flag football, um, investors who knew me through the Texas Tech Alumni Advisory Board. So find the different groups or networks of where you know these people from, get one of those people on board, then name check that person to the other people within the network. It's going to be a lot easier for you to put people on your buyers list if they know others within their circle of friends who are also participating along with you. Um, so that's, that's one tip. And then the second more specific one is I have a spreadsheet that has that created already because I do that when I'm raising money for my larger stuff. And it could be applied to wholetailing as well. And I'd be happy to give it to any of your listeners for free. Uh, you can just email me info, I-N-F-O, at joefairless.com and just mention that you heard me on the show and uh, we're, would like to have the spreadsheet and I'd be happy to send it along to you. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate that. Can, can I get one too? Sure. Yeah. I always um, ask what I didn't ask. Is it anything else that you wanted to share that I didn't ask you about? I think I'm good, my friend. Appreciate the opportunity to have you on. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks a lot, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. I know for one, and I'm going to get that Excel spreadsheet. That thing sounds cool. Anytime you can you can keep track and, and better your life and have a system, I think that's all that's worthy of doing. So email him and, and um, grab that thing. And I appreciated him being on the on the show. Till next time, you guys take care. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Michael Quarles Real Estate Show. Get more info and stay in touch at michaelquarles.com.